Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack, go! What the hell's going on out here? Everybody's driving out there, nobody's talking. Get driving, everybody! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobel, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. Okay, so welcome to Episode 7 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. This is Todd Widener. Uh, today, our topic is going to be as far as we can get through the Packers season. We'll talk about each game yeah. and how we think the Packers are going to do. But before we get to our blocks, we're going to talk a little bit about our slice. Our 100th Twitter follower, Johnny yes. O. Go Pack Go. Yeah, he, he has the title for the rest of his life now. He is the 100th follower of the average cheese so congratulations yeah I, I asked him too on i said do you have any uh do you have any message for do you have a message that you want us to pass along to to anyone out that's out there listening to our podcast and he said wear a damn mask so we can have packer football this year absolutely and i'm 100 percent with him every time i see someone without a mask i'm like damn it i want to watch football yeah. this fall and by the way if you go to johnny old go pack go he has one of the best uh, Twitter page pictures that I've seen, you know, in the Packer community. It's literally a picture of him, like, doing the Lambeau leap. It looks like he just scored a touchdown. So it, kudos to him for that photo. That was pretty – that's pretty epic. That's cool. And we're going to send him some average cheese stickers in the yeah, mail. Yeah, for sure. So he can bumper sticker those jokers all over his ride. Um, some more serious topics. We talked about it a little bit where we talked about maybe there wouldn't be fans in the stands for, you know, Packer games this year. So they've now officially come out and said that there will be no fans at practice, no fans at family night, which is no longer going to be called family night, I would assume, because there will be no families there. Right. And then the preseason home games will, will not include fans. Are we 100% that they're going to have preseason games? They haven't called There's them two. off yet. There's going to be two of them for sure. I'm surprised they two, haven't called yeah. them off already, because what's the point? I, I know they need to yeah, have live bullets, right? The football sure. players need to have that kind of stuff. They need to be ready for things, so I understand where they're going to have it. I thought I read somewhere that Family Night is going to be televised now. It was televised in the past, too. I so. think so, but no more like riding bike, kids' bikes to the stadium and all that stuff is going to be shut down, too. Yeah, I really wanted to go up to Green Bay to see training camp this year. I thought, oh, I haven't never done it, and I'd like to see the whole bike thing and see how that works. Maybe I think they year. got it right here, though. I, I think making this call, it's, it's the right call. Well, right. Do you want to have family yeah. night or do you want to actually play real games? Right. The other thing that, you know, that goes along with this is the economic impact on Green Bay. Like, holy smokes. 
you know, yeah. not maybe not training camp, but if they don't have the same capacity during, you know, regular season games, that's a huge hit on Green Bay's economy, the city of Green Bay. Massive. It's going to be a mess. Not that it already isn't a mess, but right. let's move on. I don't know what to say about this, but uh, <laughs> KGB, I'm not even going to try to butcher his name. Maybe I'll do it. Kabir Bahasi, that's why I'm not doing it. KGB. Miller. Thank you. What is going on with him? <laughs> I sent you the article, and I was like, I was blown away. I had no idea any of this stuff was actually happening. I mean, the guy is like a major. Uh, yeah, um, is it Sports Illustrated? Is that where the article yeah, is? Yeah, I think it's SI Online. Sport, yeah, SI. Yeah. Always been a very devout uh, religious person. I think he was raised in mostly like a Muslim household, and then he somewhere along the way he converted over to Christianity and you know he he developed a really close relationship with the uh, you know like the team pastor but he was always you know asking a lot of questions and kind of he's, he was like kind of one of those guys in the locker room that kind of just didn't kind of have his religious experience private he made it kind of like very open and very like almost like uncomfortable too towards other players and stuff so and now he's just taking it to the next level of just um, kind of like getting involved with this um almost like this cult-like organization. The, now the police are involved and you know, he sent like two, two members of this organization into a church where his kids were performing a Christmas play. And, or he thought yeah, they were going to be they, in. They had guns on them. I mean, yeah. So who knows? But he's, he's definitely on, on a watch list, let's just say. It's an interesting read. I was started to read the second version or the second episode or whatever you want to call it, the second article on him and this whole cult. I don't know what else to call it, religious organization. It's, you know, I don't know. It sounds like David Koresh. It sounds like a, that yeah. kind of thing. It's a compound. They're armed. It, it seems very similar to what we've seen in the past. You know, the teachings are very similar also where – I don't know, I was watching something on Netflix about the David Koresh thing, and, you know, like, he takes all the women, like, they're all his yeah. wives. It's the same deal. Yeah, very <laughs> extremist viewpoints. Women are nothing in society kind of thing. Crazy shit that he's got going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, his kids are property. He had said at one point, like, during that yeah. whole thing with his kids, that they're property. He's got like seven kids or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Some, some huge A number. lot, yeah. And then I think his wife, I, I, I guess, you know, as the story kind of continued, I guess his wife, you know, he was somewhere and his wife just grabbed everything and, and the kids and stuff and like took off. So she's like been in hiding, I guess. I don't know. It's a big mess. Uh, it is a mess. That, that's a lot of kids and that's a lot of child support he's going to have to pay. <laughs> right. And just kind of, Get back to reality. He seems a little out of touch from what I read on that in that article. So some less serious news. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick are no longer. It's like all over social media. I mean, I I don't care. I mean, it's kind of my, my stance. I just don't. I don't like the soap operas side of, you know, sports or whatever. But I mean, to me, I, I okay, you, you, you know, we all have had relationships in our lives, right? And 
I don't think it's anybody's business. Apparently, if you're Aaron Rodgers, that's everybody's business. But so I kind of get it. You know, he's a celebrity and stuff. But I mean, for me personally, I just don't care. Me neither. As long as it doesn't affect anything on the field, and I'm sure it doesn't. You know, people always say, "Oh man, he's gonna have. We're gonna win less games or whatever because his girlfriend situation is bad." Um, I don't think so. No, not at all. I actually saw something like, oh, they're already, you know, he's already with somebody else or he's rumored to be with somebody else. And I was like, who cares? Again. Yeah, again. He's got bigger care. fish to fry than whatever woman he's dating. Right. But broken up after two years. So sad. Yeah, and, you know, right. they haven't said anything directly. It's all through their representatives. <laughs> oh, of course. But they unfriended each other, I'm sure, on Facebook or something. And, and that was the first show. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone everyone went crazy because of that. I mean, if you, if your life is that much, you know, connected to social media, then you you also have other issues. Let's talk about some real football stuff. Uh, so related to Kenny Clark, so Kenny Clark's going to be a free agent after next year, and you start to look at contracts yep. of other guys to see like what is Kenny Clark going to get paid. So Chris Jones, who is a similar player for the Chiefs. Uh, signed a four-year, $85 million contract. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it, that's going to be the, the marker that we're probably going to be looking at you know, at the end of the season. I think he's one of those players that I, I don't think there's too much question question marks around him whether to re, whether we keep him or not. I mean, I think he's a probably number one on the list of, of players to keep. Yeah, so me too, it, for me too. I mean, if that's, four, the, four if that's the number, I'm in on Kenny Clark at $21 million a year, 21 and a half or whatever, 21.25 million. I don't care what the signing bonus is, you know, over the long haul, if we're signing him for four years, that puts him 28, 29. That's probably a contract that his agent would probably want to sign because they want to try to get one more contract out of him. I can't imagine they'd go much longer. And I don't think the Packers would want to go much longer because he's played a lot of snaps, but I'm all in at, you know, 21. And there's no indication that those snap, the snap count's going to go down. So he's going to be on, on the field quite a bit. Right. I'm in at that. And then on a similar note, Derrick Henry signed for four years, 50 million, 20, 25 and a half million guaranteed. That speaks to what Aaron Jones is probably going to get. Yeah. That's just kind of like you see all these running backs all of a sudden getting, getting signed. And with Aaron Jones, you, you know, the day is coming at the end of the season where we're going to have to make a decision. The Packers are going to have to make this decision on whether to keep him or not. And seeing these numbers like this, just makes it seem like he's that much more out the door. I mean, there are guys making more than that. I, I don't want to say that $12.5 million is underpaid for Derrick Henry, but he's in that top tier. He hasn't shown it for long period, you know, stretches, but what running back has. Yeah. I mean, the tread on the tires goes real thin, real quick. It should That should bode well for uh, the, um, the, Vi- the Vikings running back. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, if he continues to hold out, then, you know, is that what he's going to get? Probably. Yeah. Well, Cook is – is Cook in that top tier? I don't know. Here are the top five guys in in regards to salary. Christian McCaffrey is making $16 million. Ezekiel Elliott, $15 million. Le'Veon Bell, $13 and and some change. David Johnson, $13 million. And now Derrick Henry with $12.5 million. You know, if you look at those five guys – where does Dalvin Cook and where do you think Aaron Jones is? Just on a talent level, not on a pay level. 
Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. David Johnson is on that list? Yeah. Heesh. He got paid. Wow. I guess so. I don't know that David Johnson's on that talent level. If you look no. at the top two, McCaffrey and Elliott, okay. Le'Veon yeah. Bell, mm, I don't know. He got paid off a contract that, you know, because he held out that year, he needed to make more money because he missed an yep. entire year. Is Le'Veon Bell in that, you know, stratosphere with Elliott and McCaffrey and maybe even Johnson? I don't know. I'd say Derrick Henry's better than Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Yeah, you would have to think for – for Jones, it's going to be in that neighborhood of four-year, fifty million. I would think it's so. It's going to have to be because there's a huge drop-off. Then after Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals. Kenyon freaking Drake makes eight and a half million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. I know. That's why they couldn't keep both David Johnson and Kenyon Drake in Arizona, right? Because they can't pay twenty million dollars to two running backs. Kenyon freaking Drake. I know. Wow. That is a crazy number for him. Melvin Gordon with eight. But that's a huge drop off. From the top five, and then it drops off significantly. And then it just kind of re- you know, goes down slowly from there. But Jones I, I would think, be 10 plus. 10 million for plus. For sure. I think he get, he'll probably get very similar to what Derrick Henry got. And I think he deserves that. He's more versatile than Derrick Henry. Oh, by far. By far. Totally different uh, running back. Just uh, in the passing game alone. Exactly. And that's why Christian McCaffrey is so valuable, right? Because he's not a run-between-the-tackles guy. I still think he's overpaid. But, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, I would say Aaron Jones is right there. I mean, the Cowboys yeah. overpay. Yeah, of course. I don't know. He, he's you, definitely going to get 12.5 by Derek. You're, you're not going to see Derrick Henry line up in the slot. <laughs> no, exactly. <So. laughs> and not, not catch the ball out of the slot, that's for sure. No. Yeah, so we'll see. It's hard. To, I don't have a salary cap number in front of me. You don't know what's going to happen. They'll probably try to cut guys. I, I, we also got to talk about Bakhtiari at some point, but no one is signed close to him. So that, there's, that's a conversation for another day. So one more slice. The Redskins. Oh, God. Good God. <laughs> Where to start? Wherever you like. Where do you start? Well, you know, they had – I think I posted on Twitter, you know, they – uh, they, you know, they made it. They came out with a statement that said, "Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna change the name, but we're, you know, we're still gonna be reviewing it." And it's like, I think that kind of takes, like, they had an opportunity there to really, like, it kind of lessens the impact of the message, right? I mean, you should have had that. Make it all one clean announcement. Like, hey, we're changing the name, and it's gonna be whatever. Right. right. So I, I think that, kind of, you know, Snyder, for whatever reason, you know, seems to miss the mark on a lot of these issues. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> and they're so far behind the times now that most of the names that you would have picked are already copyrighted by someone else. So now they're going to have to pay a buttload of money yeah. to some a-hole who's squatting on the name. He is. Seven, right? He's got, yeah. So there's this dude who's got seven trademark that he started, I think like in 2016, he started like trademarking these names or whatever. Sure. Kind of holding them. And then uh, he claims now that he sent these names to the NFL and was going to just give them whatever they wanted for free. And then 10 days later, he said, well, I gave them 10 days and I never heard from them. So there might be a price tag attached to them now. Yeah. 
whatever the fuck. Whatever, you know, you, that dude knows he did this for money. He didn't do it to oh, hold them yeah. so that the Redskins could change their name to whatever they wanted. That's, yeah. that's just stupid. No one in the world believes you, buddy. Whatever your name is, you real estate, he's a real estate dude that was speculating on the names. I'm sure it cost him next to nothing to reserve those you know, names as a copyright. Yeah. So, oh, nothing. Yeah. He's going to get paid. If the Redskins would have pulled their head out of their ass and started thinking about this stuff a couple of years ago, instead of just, you know, reacting to the times now, they could have done the same thing and they should have been doing the same thing, but that would have been why clearly it was not on their radar. Yeah. And now along with the, uh, with the name change debacle, now that, you know, everything is kind of like stirred up once again. And now a bunch of people are coming forward with uh, other things. Uh, I guess there's been, 15 women have come forward with sexual harassment charge allegations toward everyone from like scouts to coaches to other people in uh, the organization. So, and it's, I don't want to say it's only 15, like that's a small number, but you know, that number is going to rise much higher because those are 15 that have come out now. There will be many more that come out of the woodwork. It's going to be a complete disaster for the NFL and the Redskins. Because you know it's Lately. not just 15 women. There are probably women who just quit or like gave up oh, their jobs yeah. because they didn't want to deal with that crap. And now they're going to be like, yeah, me too. Like I yeah. was a part of that too and I quit because of it. It's a disaster. And we talked about the toxic – when we were talking about coaches and Petten and the Browns last week on episode six, we were talking about toxic cultures in the NFL. Why can't you win games? The Browns, you know, haven't had this – but they clearly have a problem in their organization. And clearly the Redskins do too. If you have 15 women coming forward with sexual harassment charges and there's going to be more, it's something you've allowed. It's as simple as that. And let's not be short-sighted to think that this, this problem is happening everywhere at organizations everywhere, not just – the Redskins, not just the NFL, but global organizations everywhere. This is a problem. And it's clearly a problem in Washington. They've got so many other things that they're going to have to deal with. It, it, I, I saw today that they're not going to force Daniel Snyder to sell his half or whatever. He's the majority owner. But I did see that like a bunch of the minority owners are trying to get out. Like they've hired a firm. I did see firm. that. They did, yeah. To try to sell their, you know, their stake in the Redskins. That's can bad. the NF- can the NFL actually remove him? I don't know. Or no? I think it'd be pretty tough to do that. But yeah. I bet they could. You own a franchise underneath the guise of right the National Football League. So I don't know how that works, but possibly I don't. Know. I don't I'm know. surprised. Good. I'm surprised Goodell hasn't made come up and made a statement on on all of this. Yeah, he probably should. Something needs to come from the NFL. When a a minority owner of a franchise wants to get out, that's a huge red flag because there's (laughs) got to be more stuff coming. Because why would you sell your piece of an NFL franchise? They always make money. You never lose money on any kind of sports franchise. It's always worth more when you sell it and significantly more. Exactly. So if these guys are trying to jump off the ship like rats – (laughs) there's something else there's more to the story and i'm sure there's going to be more coming easily yep what a nightmare for them total nightmare for them imagine if you're a player right now 
You've got this whole thing with COVID going on. You're a Redskins player. You got COVID going on. You've got a a racist owner who won't change the name. And now you have sexual harassment cases all within polluting the entire organization. Yeah. And owners and got, trying to jump off. Yeah. The same and time. you got to play football on top of, yeah, just playing games, maybe in front of no fans. All right. So let's move on. So we're going to break down real quickly, break down games. We're not going to go in depth, um, but we'll give our opinions on, what we think the record will be, will they win or lose, that kind of thing. Before we get to our blocks today, a short message from Anchor. So let's start with you. So block one, the first game, September 13th at Minnesota. We talked about the Minnesota and we talked about Detroit and we talked about all the teams in our conference in the NFC North. So we won't, we'll kind of glaze maybe over those, yeah. over, over those teams, but we'll talk about it. So what do you think? They were 10-6 is- overall last year. Yeah, I think this is the toughest game of the year for the Packers. It's the first game of the year. It's against their biggest division rival. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a tough, close game. I think with the signing of Henry, that pushes the needle closer for uh, Dalvin Cook to be signed. And if he's signed, I think it's gonna be a very close and tight game. And I have us losing that game, that first game of the year. And I, as much as I hate to, to concede a loss to the really anybody, but especially the Vikings. I think it's going to be a tough game away, and I, I see us losing that game. Yeah, going into Minnesota, that's it seems like we lose a lot of games in Minnesota. Yeah. They always yeah. seem to have a rivalry game. They, they played the Bears on, on Thursday night you know, to start the season. I think it's a win, and I think it's a win even though they're at Minnesota and it seems like we always struggle there. I think the Packers will score more than usual. I think that with the rookie defensive backs in Minnesota, they will struggle. I think that Dalvin Cook will hold out as long as he can, and I think he won't be 100% ready when that first game flies. So I, I see it as a higher-scoring game. I'm going to say 28-24 Packers, um, and we start off with a win again, even though I would not be surprised if we lost that game. We seem to lose a lot of games in Minnesota. Yeah, it's going to be close. So far, you have them 0-1, and I have them 1-0. and yep. uh, The next game is a home game against Detroit. Detroit, again, we talked about them. They, were, they won three games last year. I did watch the Packers lose to Detroit. The, remember they had won like 8 million games in a row against Detroit and Wisconsin? Yeah. Like even going back to when they played games in Milwaukee, and then I watched Mason Crosby kick a field goal that I don't think it got more than four inches off the ground. <laughs> it might have went underneath the lineman's legs. <laughs> like a game-winning kick. The Packers had just shit that game away over and over again, but then they had an opportunity at the end to win it. And I don't know what happened. The snap was bad. I was at the game, so of course you don't get any of the replays. But he kicked the ball. I swear it went underneath. Anyway. That's a way long-winded version. I think they're going to win this game. I always am afraid of Matthew Stafford. And DeAndre Swift will be great, but I see them going away 28-17. Yeah, Stafford throws for 400, and we still end up winning the game. I think we just got to concede the passing yards to him. It seems like every time he he lights up the Packers. So, uh, But they're, they're not going to be enough to – they're not going to do enough to win that game. I think the Packers win it. I think also like getting Detroit early before their young yeah. guys have figured it out is probably a good right. thing. 
especially with two yep. preseason games. Yep, and our first it's our first home game of the year, so everyone's going to be hyped up for it. Might not be any fans, but we'll be at Lambeau. I'll be hyped up for it regardless. So the next game is September 27th at New Orleans. New Orleans was 6-2 and two at home, 13-3 and three overall. I mean, they, they were tough as hell last year. They're seven and one. They were seven and one away last year. I, I have us losing that game. That's going to be a tough game down in New Orleans. They've they've added some firepower. Drew Brees um, is still Drew Brees, still a very top notch quarterback. I just don't see us coming out of there with a win. Yeah, Michael Thomas, that dude yeah. is crazy good. Yeah. And on turf, you know what I mean? Like they're they're at home. They're on turf. The conditions are perfect for Drew Brees to throw the ball. Alvin Kamara, like that. they also picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Remember the Packer, including me, Packer, Packer fans, including me, wanted to get Emmanuel Sanders in here into yeah. Green Bay, and he talked about how he didn't like Green Bay, like he couldn't play in Green Bay or whatever. So he'll have something to prove. There's so many weapons, so many weapons on the Saints roster. Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill, yeah, human Swiss army knife or whatever. Drew Brees. That's a good football team. Yeah. Wasn't Kamara hurt for some of last year? Uh, I don't Did he know. play the full season? You know who else is on that roster? Ty Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Fifth string running back, but he's there. Kick, re- kick returning specialist. Yeah. Hopefully he fumbles too, like he did in Green Bay. Um, so I think they lose that game too. I think it's a high scoring game. I, I think we lose uh, like. 31-28, 31-27, somewhere in there. It's just a, it's a bad game for us. We don't, we don't play well against them. All right, the following week, is that a Monday night game against Atlanta, October 5th? I don't know. Oh, I should have wrote this stuff down. They're at home against Atlanta. Atlanta was 7-9 and nine last year, 3-5 and five at home. They were 4-4 four and four on the road. They were better on the road than they were at home, which is a little bit strange. Yeah, I think we win that game. I, I don't, you know, it'll be our, you know, coming home again, uh, second game of the year uh, at home. Matt Ryan, I think, is starting to lose a little bit of his skills. So I don't really see him as, as big of a threat as he may have won, once been. But I think, I don't think they're going to be improved enough to uh, to beat the Packers. Yeah, same here. Todd Gurley is with the, with the Falcons now, which is he interesting. Is? Yeah. You know, I don't the, know. Ram, the Rams still owe him money. They did. Him, him and Clay Matthews <laughs> were looking for money. I yeah. wonder if he got that cash. He he doesn't scare me as much as, much as he once did. Once he got hurt, then it kind of seemed to all yeah, go man. south for him. I don't know how, how much boxing you've watched, but you know, all of a sudden you have this up-and-coming fighter and they just get rocked like that one time. Yeah. And then, and then they're not the same after that. You think Todd Gurley is that guy? He's, I think he's kind of that guy. I mean, he got his – especially at a running back position. Yeah, you hurt your legs Jesus. and you are in big trouble. But they still have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and that scares me a lot. Like, those guys are awesome. Julio Jones yeah. might be the best wide receiver in the league if you go over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. He's, he's amazing. Then we got a bye week. Oh, do we, did you, you said they are going to win that game? Yeah, the yeah, they win that game. I think they do too. Uh, I don't think that uh, Atlanta has enough on the defensive side of the ball to stop the Packers. I think the Packers score big, and I don't think that Atlanta can keep up. 
I'll say they win, I don't know, 28, 20. So they, so if I got this right, they go into the bye week after that, after week four, which is a shitty bye week, by the way, like nobody's hurt yet. You know I mean, you really have a, I'd rather have that bye week in week 10 or nine or something yeah. like that when it, people it's are a little early. It's a little early. So I have them at three and one and you have them at two and two going into the bye week. And then October 18th, they're at the Tampa Bay Brady's who were seven and nine overall last year, but they had Jameis Winston at quarterback and not Tom Brady. Uh, they were five and three on the road, but they're, the Packers will be playing at Tampa Bay. What are your thoughts? I think we win this game. I don't think, I mean, Brady, well, how old is he going to be this year now? I think 43? 600. I mean, he, go, going into a new off, new offense, you know, scheme, a new coach, new teammates. I just don't think he's going to resurrect anything out of his career. I think he's he's on the downside of his career. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't think that they have enough weapons uh, to make an impact. So I'm going to I'm going to say we come out of there with a with a win. Brady's not going to be that big of a difference for for Tampa. You know, uh, along with Brady, though, Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement, and I don't know. You know, he was great but he seemed to get hurt towards the end of his career. And I thought he retired because of his injuries. It'd be interesting right. to see what he does. I mean, Brady is a good quarterback, but when they talk about him being the greatest, it's not because he has an electric arm or he's super athletic. It's because he wins football games. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out if how much of it was Bill Belichick and how much of it was Tom Brady, right? On both sides. Yeah. You're going to definitely find out this year. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton in, in New England and now Tom Brady's with the Buccaneers. should be interesting. They got two good receivers in Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think, is going to be – he's an up-and-coming player. But I don't think they have enough either on offense or defense uh, to, to beat the Packers. So didn't I have Winston, them winning. Didn't Winston throw for like 5,000 yards last year or something? 5,000 yards and 500 <laughs> interceptions, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like 30 and 30 or something. 30 yes, touchdowns, I think 30 that's touchdowns. right. He had 30 of yeah. each. Yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy yard total, though. I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to throw for 5,000 yards, yeah, 30 interceptions is high, but you feel, I mean, it's a lot of yards. He makes a lot of bad decisions in life and on the football field. He's very yeah. consistent that way. Where did he go again? Florida State. No, yeah. no, no. We're, we're, they shipped oh. him out of Tampa. Is he with New Orleans? I want to say he's with New Orleans. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Jameis Winston, he threw the ball to the wrong team a lot. I mean, yeah, he did. he's got more picks than Aaron Rodgers has almost in his entire career. Last year he had 30. I can't remember. If you added up the last, like, six years for Rodgers, I think it would probably be 30 picks. Yeah, he always threw – Winston always threw, like, bad picks too. Because, like, yes. all their games were, like, usually pretty close. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I can let this one go because we're up by, like, three three scores. Right, you know or mean? was it tip ball like, or a drop yeah. ball or whatever. It's always, like, these critical points in the game. And they should have maybe, like, said, hey, Jameis, can you take this colorblind test? Because maybe he just couldn't see what color jersey he was trying to throw it to. He didn't know what guy was on his team was on the wrong team. Because you see, like, there were a lot. I wonder how many of his 30 picks were, like, pick sixes. Like, how many career interceptions, Ooh, you know, pick sixes know. has he thrown? 
Is that a stat? I wonder if I can find that. I'm somewhere. sure it is. All right, so let's move on. So I, we both think they're going to beat Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Braves. Yeah, definitely. Um, next week is October 25th at Houston. Yep, Houston was 10-6. and six. We're on the road again. What are your thoughts? I've got them losing this game. I, I think that Houston's going to be improved. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna be better than ten and six this year. I think you could see them move into the you know like the twelve win range. I think being on the road in Houston, I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta think that the Packers are gonna probably keep it close, but I see Houston winning this game. Huh? That's interesting. It's yeah. your like your trap game, even though it's not really trap game time. That's interesting. I, Deshaun Watson is a hell of a player. That'll be a fun game yeah, to watch. I mean, stressful. Yeah, it is because he can do so many things. Right, and I think leading up to the to that game, the Packers will will not have faced anybody quite like him. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is a great player. They have David Johnson, who came over from Arizona. Yeah, who we just Brandon met. Cooks, Kenny Stills. Like they've got some talent there too. Um, JJ Watt. What's that? Stills got arrested. Oh yeah, he got arrested for protesting. Yeah, it's interesting that he got arrested. Like, what does that mean to him? Nothing really. I think you know. Back in the sixties, when they were, yeah, I wonder. I don't. That's not going to end up a felony, do you yeah. think? Well, that's what he was charged with. Right. I don't think it should have been, but I don't know how that's a felony. I don't either. I go back and forth on this. JJ Watt, you know, on the other side of the ball is talented. They've got some decent players on the defensive side of the ball too. I really, this is. I'm kind of undecided on this one. I'm scared of Deshaun Watson and what he can do. The Packers seem to. Russell Wilson seems to kick the shit out of us too. So I have it as a win, but I could I could easily go loss here. But I'm going to say they win this game. I think that there's something going on with Bill O'Brien, their coach. It's like he can't – I don't know what. He's like, kind of like thinks he's wheeling and dealing fantasy football players or something. Yeah, I don't know if they're They got rid be. of Hopkins. <laughs> right. Why? I, I don't know. Why would you get rid of Hopkins? That was the dumbest deal. It was. And they ended up with David Johnson, who, okay, David Johnson is a good player, but you have one of the top three, four receivers in the league, and you deal him? That was just and a stupid move. It's not fantasy football. You can't just deal guys because you you're not going to get them back. You can't redraft them the next year. I wonder how many teams, like, call the Texans now because they think, oh, we can get over on the Texans. There's a bunch of clowns running that the personnel department. We're going to give you a pair of socks and a shiny bumper sticker for your starting right tackle. You know, like shit like that. So at that point, we this that's game six. Uh, I think they're going to win all but the one game. You got them that's what, four, three, and three at that point? Dang. You're not super positive about this season. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to keep it real. Keep it real. Okay. So then November 1st, they go home. They play Minnesota at home. You know, it's weird because, again, I said that they were going to win the first game. I think this is a loss. I think that, you know, there's going to be some ebbs and flows in the season. And I think even though they're at home, I think they lose this game. For whatever reason, I think it's going to be a loss. I think this is the redemption win. I think if they lose that first one in Minnesota, come back home, and then they, they get them. They get them at home and they get a win. And the weather will still be good if there's fans in the stands. That's like yeah. That's a great game to go to. Right. You know, like the early September games are a lot of times super hot, blazing sun, like the game we went to against the Raiders. Yeah. That, that game was 
freaking that was interesting yeah. at that game. But November first is football football weather. Oh yeah, deer that hunting. Would be a great all the hunter orange will start coming out if there's fan. Uh, then they go to San Francisco on November fifth. That game should be something. I don't see them winning this game. Uh, San Francisco improved in so many different areas. They had a strong draft. I mean, they are loaded with players um, and weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So um, going into that tough environment away in San Francisco, I can't see us winning that game. I don't think we're going to get over that hump from last year. I see this as a loss. Yeah, me too. My worry is is they're just going to run all over the top of us again. It's late in the season. Is Kirksey still, you know, available? Is he right. healthy? If he's not, you know, Garoppolo won't throw more than six passes. They'll just right. run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. And that's that's a and little bit scary. Lancaster and Lowry, if they're on the field, you can give Raheem Moser another 250 yards. If he's there, right? If he's there, yeah. Now he's wants, you know, he wants money. Of course he does. I mean, they all want to get paid. He has done absolutely nothing, like you said on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Like, he's had one. Was what has one? he done? Nothing. He had one great game against the Packers yeah. team that couldn't stop, couldn't stop anybody from and running. Before before that game, he had one one hundred yard plus game in his career. One. So he he's done nothing. I mean, I could see the Dalvin Cooks and. Everyone yeah. else asking for money. It's like, okay, you look at your body of work. Okay, I get it. I could see, like, you have justification for for that argument, but not this guy. Come no, on. he's overplaying his hand. Plus, <laughs> it's this late in the game. Like, where are you going to go? Like, wh- who has a situation in their running back, you know, room where they go, oh my god, we really need to go out and get this guy who has done. You know, on these away games, I just started thinking, like, if there aren't fans this year, are they going to – is that going to matter, you know, as like away as... games? You know, is, is that going to be impactful, like, if you're, if you're home or away, or is it just going to be kind of, like, neutral? Oh, yeah, you know, because the there's no fans. Advantage. Now I understand. Home field advantage. Yeah, I don't so there, know. There really won't be a home field advantage other than just a, your own stadium. Right, do you, you know? pipe in booze? Like when the Packers are doing something and they're on the road, like in San Francisco, they all of a sudden start booing really loud. I saw that they're doing that during baseball games. So can you like just crank the decibel level to an obscene amount when your other when the other team is hitting or when they're on offense? Like, is there going to be? I don't know what they're going to do there. It's going to be so strange. Yeah, I see them losing this game, and so getting into the next half of the season from this game forward. I think it gets pretty – I think they're going to be – there's going to be a lot of room for success for the Packers because it gets pretty – it gets a lot easier, the schedule. So they need to – yeah, they need to muddle through this. In, in, if they can get through the first nine games, you know, with a positive record, the last half seems to be a lot easier. So I think they lose this game too. It, plus it's a – they play on Sunday against Minnesota. They have to come back on Thursday night and play San Francisco – it just that seems like a bad combination. I think they lose this game, and I think they lose big. Yeah, they got five games in November. So then after the San Francisco game, they come home to play Jacksonville. Jacksonville was six and ten last year, three and five on the home, on the road and at home. So they're very equal that way. 
Uh, the Jags don't really scare me. What do you think? No, that's a win. They're going to smash them in the mouth. That's an easy win at home. I would tend to agree with that. Like, I, I don't know that they really have any – they don't have enough. They do have Leonard Fournette, though, which, you know, if any team is going to run the ball down our throats, it's teams like, you know, Jacksonville, like San Francisco. It's te- guys, you know, teams like that. They have, was it Garrett Minshew? Is that his name? The quarterback, that yeah. dude that looks like he played in the 70s. Oh, he got, the, like, the, got the porn mustache and the floppy hair going yeah. on. That's a team, though – while Minshew might be great and Fournette is a very good player, they're they're one dimensional. You know what I mean? Like they don't who do they throw to? They don't have that guy. Yeah. They don't have the Devontae Adams or th- that type receiver that's gonna really scare you. Yeah, I think it's oh, that's a that's a win for me for sure. Jacksonville's an easy yeah, win. Yeah, it's an easy one at home. I bet they I say they win by two touchdowns, three touchdowns in that game. They'll try yeah. to keep it close by running the football. Jacksonville, Jacksonville will, and they'll be—they're solid on defense, but they don't—they don't have enough to stay with the Packers. So both wins for us there. November twenty-second, they go to Indianapolis, play the Colts. Twelve o'clock start in the dome, so I guess it doesn't really matter, even though it's late in the year. Thoughts? I think they're going to win this game too. I don't see India as being that big of a threat. They're seven and nine last year. They did have a winning record at home, but. I don't see them as big of a, that big of a threat this year. They're going to improve, but not enough to hang with the Packers. I see that as a win. Who do they have that scares you? You know what I mean? Like that. That's what I try to look at. Like what? Who's going to come up and be that guy? Brissett well, is a decent quarterback, right? He's okay. I had him on my fantasy team last year. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm super smart. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, shock the world with this dude. He did. maybe he has a breakout year. I don't know. He probably will now that he's not on my fantasy Even if team. he does, yeah, even if he has a breakout year, it's not going to be enough for no. them to improve from seven and nine. Because a Jacoby Brissett breakout year really isn't yeah. much. No. It, it's Yeah, Packers win this game. I'd say they win it handily, too. I'd say they win, but that's another two touchdown win. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Phillip Rivers, who killed the Packers oh. last year, is with the Colts. Oh, I guess he'll start over. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely, he will. His 400-year-old self can't get out of the pocket. for so, But yeah. against the Packers last year, he looked like freaking, I don't know. He was awesome. T.Y. Hilton doesn't scare me, though. Like, they, they don't have enough behind no. him. Philip Rivers will maybe be, he'll be bruised up by that time because he can't get out of the pocket. He'll get hit a bunch of times. Philip Rivers I, or Brissett, it's not going to matter. That's a win. I actually thought that <laughs> that would happen last year, too. And then they just, that was a, one ugly game the charter game yes that was bad that was it was really horrific bad. i don't think probably that. one of their worst games last year yes i mean worst games because they were playing the chargers and the chargers weren't very good no and the packers looked all. like they yeah they looked like they just weren't there like they just weren't ready for that game at all well hopefully they don't do that against rivers this year so it's kind of strange the next game is a home game against chicago they wait till week 10 play the bears are we oh, what twelve? Sorry, not week ten. That's week like 11, twelve. So they right. play the the Bears in week twelve, and then they play them again in the last week of the season. Yeah, we're gonna sweep the Bears again this year easily. I don't see them. I mean, that organization is so disjointed, and you know, with the quarterback uh, situation, I think Foles will be an improvement, but it's not going to be enough. They're not going to be enough to beat the Packers. So yeah, I, we I talked about them. it. Yeah, I see them winning this game. 
It's at home, and I think they'll beat the Bears at home. I, I, just, I, I like Nick Foles, and I think he's much improved over – you know, he's an improvement over Mitch Trubisky. And I think their defense will be good. I love Khalil Mack, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But I don't think it's enough. I think by week 12, depending on where they are, I think the Packers – I think they'll be on a roll and they'll win this game. I say they yeah. win by a touchdown or so. 27 – I'll say 27-21. So they have back-to-back home games. They play Philadelphia in week 13 – Three o'clock start. That'll be a cold one. That won't be fun. That will be cold. But the difference between the Packers of old, you know, of old meaning like the last couple of years and the Packers now is the Packers before were not built to play cold weather game. When you're a passing, primarily passing team, then you are not built to play games in Green Bay in December. But now that they are going to be more run oriented, I think this is a it's better for the Packers this way. I think that December games at home, home field advantage in the playoffs and in late in the season, I think that we're actually built for that now. So I think they win this game. Thoughts? Agreed. No, I, I have them winning this game for sure. Carson Wentz will be, happy, will be healthy, I wonder, for this. For Philly? Yeah. He plays hurt, but you wonder, like, how many words can he take? And I wonder um, – that, that was the other terrible game last year, though. Mm-hmm. Packers lost to Philly at home and looked bad doing and went, it. Went, and looked bad doing it, and Wentz Wentz kind of tore them up a little bit. So. Yeah, I, I still think they win. I can't wait to see Jalen Rager. Hopefully, he sucks in that game. Even <laughs> though I think, even though I think he's going to be really, really good as a rookie. Yeah, Hopefully those are the draft cold, pick, right? Yes, him and yep. Denzel Mims. I said it over and over again. Those are the two guys that I really wanted. I think Jalen Rager is going to be electric. I wonder if he'll run back kicks, too. I think he's going to be something special. So, But I still think they win, um, like I said. Uh, next game is at Detroit. Detroit's going to suck this year. I see that as another win. Might be a little – it might be a tougher game than the first time they faced them because it's at home for Detroit, but I see them winning this game. I, I don't. It's going to be late in the season. Detroit's going to probably be barely trying to keep their head above water, and I think we're just going to come in and probably stomp them. And that's the that's the rub, right? Like, will they be in it still? Because if they're not in it still, you start to see teams like lose their mojo. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're three and ten or whatever, and then the ball, the snowball, they just can't stop it from rolling downhill, right? It just keeps picking up momentum. I see this as a trap game for the Packers. I. Matthew Stafford at home. He's going to throw for 400 yards. He'll, he won't throw it to us. He'll throw it to us. We won't catch it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It'll be one of those games where it's like, oh, we drop a pick or something happens, and we end up losing that game. Yeah. That, that's how I see it happening. Fantasy football tip. Keep Stafford on your bench until he plays the Packers. Oh, yeah. Insert him. I always used to draft Matthew Stafford. He is, he is a st- statistics just wonder. He is always throwing for 400 yards all yeah. the time. Who cares that the if the Lions win? It's never a consideration. Just pick Matthew Stafford. That's my fantasy football tip for the day, even though I suck at fantasy football. Then they go back home to play Carolina. Carolina was not good. They lose no. Cam Newton. Oh, they're they're probably going to be worse than last year. They're five and eleven last year overall. Two and six at home and three and five away. I don't see them as being a threat. We're going to be at home. They're not going to want to come in up there to the super cold environment. I see that as a pro- probably a nice, easy end of the season uh, win for the Packers. And just like we said with 
Detroit, it's like, okay, is Carolina on such a huge downslide that they just don't care anymore? I mean, Christian McCaffrey scares me. Oh, yeah. That dual threat running back scares me a bit. But it is cold. He's less of a, a weapon out of the backfield, I think, when it's cold outside. I think that's more of a, you know, between the tackles type game. I feel like because they're they're going to be sliding at that point that that's a win for the Packers too, even though I think Christian McCaffrey is a very dangerous player. Yeah. I mean, defensively, Patton's only really got, has to focus on McCaffrey, right? Yeah. I would say as so. As, as far as the, the game plan is going to be is to shut McCaffrey down because you're not really concerned with anyone else on that team. Well, Teddy Bridgewater, while he's a good quarterback. What, what did he, yeah, but he went like 5-0 and on the Saints last year. So it was 8-0 or something crazy, wasn't it? He seems to win everywhere he goes, right? He doesn't yeah. do anything spectacularly. He doesn't throw yeah. it far. He doesn't throw it hard. He isn't, he's not real mobile. He's mobile-ish. You know, he's not going to run like Deshaun Watson is or like Lamar Jackson yeah, no. is. But he just he moves around the pocket. He just wins games. Right. Don't think he wins this game. I agree. I think the Packers destroy. Yeah. So they go another home game. So they have a lot of late home games. Yeah. Uh, four of the last six games are at home. So they are at home versus Tennessee. December 27th play, I want to say that's an early game. No, that's a night game. Holy funky. Who the hell would want to go to a Packer game? That's going to be cold as hell. Oh, yeah. 7.20 at night, December 27th. Why would they yep. do that to the Packers? I don't know. Or their fans. I know they're not doing the green and gold Milwaukee ticket stuff, but that would probably end up being a Milwaukee game. You know, and then we're driving home at like 6 in the morning. Everybody's taking off of work because they don't want to get home at 6 and have to go to work. Tennessee was 9-7 and seven last year. They also run the hell out of the football Derrick Henry. Yeah. What do you think? This was the game that uh, I had. I was on the fence the most about. I think. I think they're gonna. You know, they got on a, a terror during the during the playoffs. I mean, didn't they make it all the way? They got to the AFC Championship, didn't they? They're like a you know game away from the Super Bowl. So I, I think the Tennessee's going to continue their momentum from last year. Derrick Henry's got paid. He's he's good. I think Tannehill is an up and coming quarterback. I mean, I, I have them winning this game, but this one I could go one way or the other. I think this is going to be a super tough game, even though it's at home. I think Tennessee is going to be, you know, you're looking at the end of the season, they're going to be looking at trying to get themselves positioned for the playoffs, so they're going to be playing really hard. I, I don't know. It, it's a tough game to call. I'm, I'm going to say because it's at home, I'm going to give the Packers the edge and, and call it a win. Okay. I do agree that this is going to be a tough game. Stopping Derrick Henry. Again, it all revolves around whether Christian Kirksey can play. <laughs> yeah. If he's still healthy at this point. I don't know. I don't see them stopping Derrick Henry. I, I don't know why this late in the season, why I think he's going to run all over them. But I just feel like this is another this is another loss. So the last game at Chicago, January 3rd. Depending on what the Vikings do, this could be a very important game. I have this down as a win. I think it's going to be a super cold and Oh, what what time is the game? On January uh, that game, I was just looking it up as a twelve o'clock game. It, I wonder though. Totally cold. No matter what, it's gonna be a tough environment. But I think Chicago won't find their way this year, and I don't think they're gonna have anything to really play for other than that it's a rivalry game. And I think the the Packers will be you know hitting their stride and looking at a playoff run, so they're gonna want to end end the year 
on a high note. And I, I, it's going to be closer than the first time that they play Chicago. But I still see the Packers coming on top here. I think this is going to be a win for the Packers. I, I think that they will win this game also. I think it's going to be important. I don't think it's going to be this throwaway game where they're, you know, they're so far ahead in the division that they just are able to rest guys. I don't think they'll be able to rest guys. They'll have to play everybody, and they will win in Chicago. They will sweep the Bears for the, you know, fifty thousandth time. Well, I don't know what the Packers' record is against the Bears, but they are. <laughs> they seem to have won more lately. And the Bears just can't seem to get over. Most satisfactory wins for me every year when we beat the Bears. So if I have this right, you have them at 12 and 4, and I have them at 11 and 5. That Tennessee game could easily put me at 11 and 5 as well. You know, there's a lot of, you know, when you go 13 and 3, then your schedule is, it's tougher. It's that simple. You're going to play better teams when you're a good team. You know, and I think that we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The division is better than it was. I think it's pretty, you know, the North is solid. So there aren't any buys on the schedule in the division. I think most of those games would be a good game. Yeah, I have them undefeated after the San Francisco game. Okay. So, so they start off falling apart and then they, they pick it up. Well, Everybody not exactly relaxes. falling apart, but their toughest games are in the beginning of the season. And they lose that game in San Francisco and then they write the ship and they just run the table. I think so. Aaron Rodgers tells everybody to relax. They're fine. Maybe that's how it goes. I hope it does because if they go 12-4, and four, that's almost guaranteed, you know, home field advantage, at least for a game or two. Yeah, they run away with this division. I see them either, you know, going undefeated in the division or dropping one game. And it, 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 the one game that they would drop would be to the Vikings. They go undefeated in the division. All right, so that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the it. entire season, 12-4 and four or 11-5, and five, depending on who you're listening to. It's a good well, show. Thank, yeah, and again, I forgot to – I, this is the second week in a row that I forgot to talk about our sponsors. So here goes. Hopefully people are still listening. Uh, thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs and to Andy at thirdeyegraphics.net. We appreciate both of you. Thank our 114 Twitter followers. Hopefully you, you are also listening. We are very appreciative of you following us. Uh, we hope we were entertaining today. So thanks for listening to Episode 7. Next week, episode eight, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. I, I don't either. If you we'll follow us on, yeah, we'll come up with something. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll put it out there so you know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so let, let us it. know what you want to hear. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.